Hey, Sarah. Hey, Justin. I want to watch a romantic comedy. I've never been a girlfriend before. I hope I'm good at it. <laughs> well, hello, I'm here with Sarah. Hello, I'm here with Justin. And this is RomanticCommentary.com, where Sarah chooses to call it. RomComCom.com. And this week, we're doing a first for us. Yes. We're doing a romantic comedy sequel. sequel. This is unheard of. And I chose that quote because I try to choose quotes that illustrate something kind of central about the movie. Mm-hmm. It may not be the best quote in the movie. <laughs> but kind of gives you a sense of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was really struggling with choosing quotes, and I have a little cold, so sorry about my voice. But there are some good quotes in this, too. There's some fantastic quotes. That's why I was confused when you were struggling as we were about to start. Yeah. Because it's like, no, this has great ones, but I see what you're saying as to why that was the one that you went yeah. with. Because that really is the encompassing kind of theme of this story. Is yeah. She's trying to figure out how to be a girlfriend. I'm, and I'm going to be honest. Okay, so we're, well, first things first, we're doing To All the Boys I've Loved Before. P.S. I still, still love, love you. you. Oh, my heart. It's mm-hmm. not, I kind of wanted it to be To All the Boys I've Loved Before, too. Electric Boogaloo. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that would have brought joy to me. <laughs> and it has on IMDb a 6.1 Rotten Tomatoes, a 72%, a 54% on, Rot- on Metacritic. To contrast with the original, which has a 7.2, so a little bit higher on IMDb, mm. a 64 on Metacritic. So a little bit higher still. Yeah, makes sense. And Rotten Tomatoes in 97. So people like the first one yeah. better than this one. It was kind of a juggernaut of the um, young adult rom-com streaming era. <laughs> right? I mean, Noah Centineo has exploded. Has he? Is he in a bunch of stuff? Oh, my God. He is like the hot young guy now really <clears throat> oh yeah well that's good well did you know though sarah what this is one thing i was giggling about while you were picking the quote that noah centineo centineo and lana condor one mm-hmm. lana lana, lana. <laughs> <laughs> to all the boys i loved before the first one won mt the mtv movie awards 2019 best kiss best kiss, best kiss i did know them. that yeah oh, i never actually looked at some of these yeah. did you do you know that twilight won it four years in a row wow the twilight twilight boom, new boom, moon, boom, boom, boom. eclipse breaking dawn part one, one and part two part two didn't win <gasps> Part oh, two shit. didn't win. And how did it, it do it four years in a row? It, well, it did Twilight the first year, second year Twilight New Moon, the third year Twilight Eclipse. Oh, there are four and a half movies. Yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. So stupid how they do that. I'm going through some of these. Will Ferrell won one once. I'm going through some of these. They they really are a p- wonderful time what did, capsule of the time. Uh, what did Will Ferrell win for? A Talladega Nights where he kissed Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh God. I'm going through a lot of these, like, oh, they are just time capsules. Julia Stiles for Save the Last Dance. Oh, that was a great movie. Will Smith for Independence Day. Who won the very first one? Oh, this is going to break your heart a little bit. The first one was in 92. My Girl. Macaulay Culkin and Anna Chlumsky. Chlumsky, yeah. There's a C-H. Yeah, it's pronounced Chlumsky. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Sarah. But for this movie that we're going to dive into today, do you want to give people just a real quick rundown before we dive into it? I mean, it's just a broad stroke thing. It's not... There's not a ton of plot. No, not a lot exactly happens in it. No. That's why I say just the broadest of strokes. So she and Peter are together. Peter, Peter, Pumpkin Eater. Peter, Peter, Kaminsky, Pumpkin Eater. And she's trying to navigate being his girlfriend, but she feels all of this pressure to do the right thing and feels like his ex-girlfriend is, she's always comparing herself to his ex and... She's just like worried about how she's acting and she's already, he's already had all these firsts that she's having with him. And then Kitty, her sister had mailed all five of those letters. And if you remember at the very end of the first movie, it ends with John Ambrose ringing her doorbell and arriving with flowers and a, and her letter in his hand. And it's like, Oh shit. So in this movie, they've switched it up. Now John Ambrose wrote her back, and he's a totally different actor, and he says how much he loved her letter, but there's no explanation as to why he left school, where he is now, or why they're still in the same town, maybe? Oh, yeah, because they're near each other. I didn't pick up on that. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she starts, I guess, senior year, junior, senior year, you have to volunteer, and everybody volunteers for these certain places. She chooses this place because her sister did it before and promises her that she's going to do it. And it's a retirement community, fancy place. And guess who's there? John Ambrose. He's also volunteering there. And he starts telling her how much he remembers her and how much she meant to him and... It's kind of like, woo, but she's with Peter. And then something happens at the treehouse where they decide to go back because they buried a time capsule there and it's about to get torn down by the new owners of the house. And everybody moves back up, including Peter's ex-girlfriend, Jen, and John Ambrose. And they um, uncover their time capsule. It's revealed that she's dating Peter I don't really remember like then it's just a bunch of like feelings and stuff Mm -hmm. and she finds out that Peter was talking to Jen and she's like it turns out that you were waiting for her in the hot tub that whole time and I showed up there and if I hadn't showed up you would still be with her and not with me and he's like let's not break each other's hearts and she's like well I guess we made promises we both couldn't keep and then (sighs) they break up and then she's like kind of lost. She's creating this dance for the retirement community people. And the older lady who kind of takes her under her wing gives her this fancy dress. She's so beautiful. Of course, John Ambrose is there. Then they dance. She tells him she's not with Peter anymore. They kiss outside in the snow. And then she realizes that this is all wrong. It's like the kiss made her realize that he was the wrong guy. Runs out the front door to go find Peter. And he's standing at the door. And she tells him she loves him. And he tells her, you can break my heart. You can do whatever you want. You know, break it into a million pieces. And then they kiss. The end. (laughs) 
uh, sir, this is just coming over the wire. Beep, 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 To all the boys I've loved before, three, third movie confirmed to be in production. They already filmed it. They filmed them back to back. I didn't know that. Yeah. How do you do a... Okay. So... Well, it's a... There are three books. Oh, okay. Well, that... So they're based in... Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. I guess what I'm... My real question is, I think this... this is the two towers of the book series this is it it didn't really have that empire strikes back though we don't know we're not left on a cliffhanger and so i guess that's what i'm getting at so the the inherent nature of romantic comedies if you make a sequel to it and it's about the same couple you will almost certainly be undermining most of what you did in the first movie Mm -hmm. inherently and i think this was a clever way to get around that in that they fell in love. They liked each other, but she was so inexperienced that now she's figuring out what that means. I I think yeah. that was a wonderful way to go about it. Yeah. What is the Plus third going to do, though? This, you know, underlying tension as to where all those letters went. We know the one guy is still her friend and mm. is gay. One guy's Peter. One guy's Josh. One guy's John Ambrose. Who's the fifth person? I don't remember. I can't remember either. Um... But I just think it's so funny that he was a white guy who showed up at her door at the end of the book or at the end of the movie. And then I think the movie did so well that they were like, oh, we're going to have to do these other two now. And they recast him. I'm going to be as... honest with you. I did not know they recast him. I did not remember <laughs> anywhere. I don't remember anywhere near as much of that first movie as I, I probably either, thought honestly. I couldn't have told well, you what he looked like. They, and there were a couple parts that would jog to me. Oh, were you super pumped when Jeff Bridges came on screen? Forgot he was the dad. That's not Jeff Bridges. Or I mean Jeff Daniels. John Corbett. John Corbett. Did you forget <laughs> that he was in this? No, I did not. I totally I forgot. It. I forgot he was Aiden. in it. And his name. Yeah. I forgot all of it. What's his name? John, John Corbett. Corbett. Oh, I thought you mean like his name in the show. No. I f- uh. <laughs> <laughs> but he showed up and I, I completely forgot he was in it. And he's a baby doctor. I forgot that the, the, the sassy younger daughter... I mm-hmm. forgot she Kitty? existed. You forgot about Kitty? She I was your about, favorite. I know, and I was so excited to get reintroduced. Oh sorry, gosh. it was like hearing the Beatles for the first time again. It was wow. wonderful. Because you're lucky, Amnesia Man. So then, what I generally thought as we were heading into this, and I saw it was a sequel, I really thought it was going to be about like the older sister that went off and like oh, maybe she's overseas or Scotland. something. That's what I kind of figured. Cause it's, I do want to know more about her. Well, cause with a romantic comedy, like I said, that's where it almost seems like you naturally have to go if you do any sequel, but the, the genre itself is inherently limiting. Yeah. You know, like name me another genre that Hollywood doesn't pump out sequels of, of popular movies. I mean like what, uh, they kind of tried with Knocked Up a little bit. Really? With, um, with um, This Is 40, with yeah, Paul Rudd and yeah. Leslie Mann. They kind of tried, but yeah. that didn't even really work. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's... And I think this actually kind of worked for me, like I said. Bridget Jones' Diary. Oh, they did do that, yeah. yeah. Well, it's difficult to do, I guess, is what Books I'm getting as at. well. And when I thought and they... Crazy Rich Asians, I wonder if they're going to do... that. I think that is getting a sequel. Yeah. I don't know. Because that's from also books. Mm. Oh. All the books. Mm-hmm, all the books I've loved before. All the two. So did you have to volunteer in high school? Yes. Really? Tell mm-hmm. me. All I volunteered about it. for a vet office. Oh, was that as happy and hopefully not sad as it could be? It was really interesting. I got to see okay, good. I was really a spay concerned. and a neuter. 
And oh my God, (laughs) guys have it so easy. It's so ridiculously easy. Oh my Lord. Just like snip, snip, tie them off. Literally not even stitches. Like literally tie your balls off. Although I got to watch them find an undescended testicle too. (laughs) On a cat. You are the most fascinating (laughs) person I know. Um, You're the only person I know that would say, oh, it's fascinating. I just see find a descended testicle. Undescended. Undescended. Testicle. And then there was a big old Great Dane. They call it having the pink elephants when they come out of their surgery and they're starting to wake up from the medicine. And they keep them back in a space so they don't hurt themselves. And this Great Dane <laughs> looked so sad and confused. and was just like, ooh, ooh, looking around. It looked like something from Dumbo. And, um, oh, it was cats getting declawed is really awful. You should not declaw your cats. It's, they basically take off the first knuckle of their, of their, if it was a hand, it would take off your first knuckle, which includes your nail so that they don't grow back. I didn't know that. I thought they like lasered them or something. They have different things now where you can do that, but it's much more expensive and it's just pretty cruel. So wait, a vet's office, but you volunteered. Was this like a charity type vet? You, no, like you, it was more for like, um, like job, um, like professional development, oh, like okay. figuring so, out the things you wanted to do. So it was less of like a service project. Yeah. Than okay. Yeah. Because I went to a Catholic high school, as you know, mm-hmm. and we had our sophomore service project oh. and that was quite a big deal. They made it sound like a big deal. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. I did a latchkey program at my former grade school Aww, and the cute. kids tried teaching me how to play Pokemon cards and magic and that was about it. Hmm. And I, it was fun, but I didn't learn any of that. Hmm. And I remember I did it with a girl who was in my grade, but she always worked with like the younger, younger kids. Mm-hmm. If you held a gun to my head right now, I could not tell you that girl's name. Huh. I couldn't tell you what she looked like. I couldn't she tell her, didn't her face. Strike your fancy. But for whatever reason, I think I assumed going in that we were going to fall in love. Just like that's oh, what yeah. happens in these movies. Oh, sure. I don't think I know a single person that had a relationship further mm-hmm. due to mm-hmm. service. I think most people are just like, yeah, I'm going to get in get this over with get out yeah I, you know some people had fun with it but i don't i don't know don't huh. i can't really think of too many people had there really, were really uh, there was a couple that met through our college service fraternity and got married and oh, they have three kids that makes sense though because that was yeah. more like a it was a service thing mm-hmm. but, but there you, were parties you guys had fun i got invited to one or two of those <laughs> parties and they were intense yeah i remember actually we, there are at least two couples there's got to be more if not Three that oh, I can it, think of. People who are married. Yeah. You know. Oh, I bet in the life of gel overall too. It's just yeah. an astronomical. It's number. called gamma epsilon lambda, also known as gel. I ended up in a. Uh, this isn't going to surprise you at all with our friend Joe. I ended mm-hmm. up at one of your formals uh-huh. in the the kitchen of the ho- food the hall that was putting on uh-huh. the thing. Uh-huh. And I don't remember what we were doing, but Joe was signing up for something. Like, well, a, like to right. join some sort of order of like, you know, the Buffalo. It was Buffalo a Knights of Columbus. That was, okay, then that was it. Yeah, Joe it was, was signing up to Knights of be... Columbus Hall. We had spilled so much beer on the floor. My friend started yelling, beer slides, and then just sliding across the floor on his belly because it was that gross. Uh, and that was one of the last years that they let us have off-campus formal. And I got to go to that. Man, I, I got to be You were up. there, huh? I was there. I but fell down into the beer. Sarah, I got to tell you. I didn't see you there. <laughs> I remember like point. I saw 
about five people there. I remember the broadest of strokes of that thing. Yeah. I can't tell you what. And I'm usually really good about uh, like remembering what I wore, what my date wore. What I, like I have a pretty decent memory. I for remember some that I fell down into the beer <laughs> because I was all wet, and someone had to. A couple of people picked me back up. I had there's a picture of it too that helped. And then I remember my friend wasn't wearing underwears, and decided Wait, by like on purpose or I I think so. <laughs> And fell also fell down, and everyone found out that she wasn't wearing underwears. Oh no! And it was hilarious. One of these days, I'll have to tell you the story. Did I? I don't think I ever have the story about how I woke up wearing underwear, and that's how I knew I blacked out. Because you? Oh yeah, yeah. Because you hadn't put them on. Because I hadn't had underwear on when oh, I went out the no. night before, and I was like, "Oh my, this means something happened." <laughs> Like I got into my drawer and put on undies. Oh no, because I did not return them. I did not wake up in my house. Oh. Yes. Whose undies were they? Well, they were mine. That's what made it all the sh- more Where'd shocking. Where'd you find them? Oh, that's a story we'll save for another podcast. <laughs> oh no. It's called, Where Did Justin Find This podcast? Where Did He Find His Underwear? <laughs> it could just be a general podcast about where you find things. <laughs> but that's one of the good ones. I even have in my notes, uh, Jeff Bridges looks so good in this movie. Oh. Oh my God, come on. <laughs> and I've watched all the sex in the city. John Corbett is like 15 years if younger my, than Jeff If Bridget. my hair, if he I could just, just yeah. as I get older, if it got a little wave to it, because it's pin straight, I just need a hint of a wave and yeah. I could probably pull that off. Because yeah. that's like a length I enjoy that most people don't on me. But I want the world <laughs> to come around to it. You know, like I want that. Huh. Well, he's also got a bit of a receding hairline, which helps him with that kind of mm. quaff. On the top. You know, so I had a moment. It's funny you should mention that. We went to a wedding this weekend, mm-hmm. which maybe we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, Maybe. But I had a moment where I was talking to the groom. Mm-hmm. And have you ever stared at his hairline? It is like standing stout. Like, I mean. Oh, it comes out the front. Well, once I started looking around, I'm like, are all of us having slightly receding hairlines? And I didn't really realize <laughs> it till now because Will's is like. Right, right there. I mean, t- enough that I noticed it as I was standing with huh. him. It was like my eyes opened for the first time. He has a lot of hair. He has a ton of hair, and yeah. it comes all the way to the front. Not huh. in like a weird way. He has way. a three head. He has a three head. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And in a good way. But I'm saying, like, it made me well, really Brian, concerned. You would think that he has a receding hairline until you see old pictures of him. He's always had a five head. Mm. So. I don't know. Some of it's just what you get. I just, I get, I've been getting really scared lately. We got me a fancy new haircut. I know. I know exactly. Yeah. Because I saw Will's forehead. I saw, I saw how how small his forehead was. You don't have to worry until you're like over 50. I hope I don't, but look around at some of our friends. Some people start to thin once they get, you know, once the testosterone starts going down, Uh you know, but you're 35. I don't think anything's going anywhere for a, quite a while. I hope not. And I've, but I've really had to like, I've gotten yeah. close to the mirror. I almost texted you to ask if my hair was thinning a couple no, weeks ago. Thank God. I, I, I was standing there with the camera the in the mirror, pointing it like right in this area. I was like, uh, I feel like this is a line once I cross of texting someone about my hair. Yeah. I can't go back. No, it's fine. Okay. Thank God. I've had. I was in a panic for about two minutes at the wedding, and then I got another drink. Oh, jeez. And it was all good. Forgetsy time. <laughs> Whoopsie whoopsies. Uh, Brian just kept handing me drinks every time he went up to get himself one. And I was like, I can't keep up with you, man. I tried. 
didn't go well. No, you did great. You were fun oh. at that wedding. Oh, yeah. A lot of people were fun at that wedding. Did I tell you of uh, the one guy's mom who tried... She Chara? Comes, Chara. She's, she's Latina and comes up and immigrated when she was in her 20s, but... Oh, honey, you're gorgeous. Are you single? And she's been drinking. Her. Honey, I'm going to take care of you. And she wanders <laughs> off and then comes back maybe five minutes later, grabs me by the hand, leads me over to a woman, all but shoves my hand towards her boobular region. And it's her daughter who is pregnant and, and married. married. And, and the girl goes, I don't know this guy, mom. I don't want to talk to this guy. What are you doing? And so later I went up to her. I'm like, I want to let you know. I had nothing to do with that. I'm sorry. She didn't want to hear it. So then I went to her oh, brother no. that I also know, knew and was like, I want to let you know. I didn't do anything weird. <laughs> I don't want to get. not my fault. I don't want to get it blamed. It was Chara. It was Chara. She had that idea. I think everyone had had a lot to drink. Now, do you think that this movie would have been better if they had introduced a love plot involving one of the other two sisters? What? Like, if instead of instead of Laura Jean being the primary plot device in this, or, mm-hmm. or even if she was the primary plot device, but there was a background story going on about one of her sisters. Well, the background story was about her dad. Oh, yeah, shit. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, so there was a background love story. Mm-hmm. You're right. Because mm-hmm. they were trying to set the dad up with the, the neighbor mm-hmm. lady with the dog. That's another trope we should write down, like a secondary love story. Yeah, because that definitely happens in quite a few of them. I know we've bounced around it a few times. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought of would have been a fun plot for this? Me not knowing that it was a second book. What? I already said something about the, the sister, the older sister. But mm. what about a family vacation and Laura Jean's boyfriend comes on it? And yeah. it's like there's an there's like dad. I don't know if that's this series, but like, a, you know, dad mm. boyfriend interactions. That's that's always funny. Like the to- fifth or sixth iteration of this movie could be like, P.S. I still love you in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're getting it. I think that could work. P.S. Or to all the boys I've ever loved in las vegas (laughs) (laughs) p.s to christmas yes christmas special so you may know this story about me and i don't believe i've told it before on here so they go on their first date right they go on their first date official boyfriend girlfriend an official boyfriend girlfriend first date yeah and they go to an Italian restaurant and you know it's fun and he plays about a fork and this and that and mm-hmm. the other and it, then, the one line was uh, the bigger the menu the fancier the restaurant <laughs> like as in oh big, longer like, I was gonna say length and width wise I was gonna say in my experience the more items offered yeah, on like the menu yeah like freaking Cheesecake Factory's book that they hand you or the Blue Danube that had sections from all over the world really there was Aww, like the, the, the Italy dude. section the Greek section the American section mm. and they were all variations of a very very close thing and they were all delicious in their own huh, way I never ate there oh wow yeah, they, I, I hope it opens my sister up. did she kept calling it the Danube I'm like it's <laughs> It's a river, the Danube. A, oh, the Danube. That's what we call it. I'm like, you idiots. The, the Danube? Yeah. Then, so later in the movie, though, when his ex-girlfriend comes up Jen. to psych Jen out. Jen with a G. We can do that now? Yeah, it's, it's usually from like Guinevere. We have the technology? Or Jennifer Goodwin is G-E-N-N. No way. Mm-hmm. I don't care for that. We have the technology. So. <laughs> we have the letters. We have a capital G on our keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But then that girl comes up and she says, you know, kind of calls him out that that's like his go-to date thing. Yeah. I had one. I had a go-to date place. Well, Did you I know, know this story? Yes. Have I told this story before? Many times. Have I told this story in the podcast before? No, I don't think so. Oh, don't, well, maybe. I don't. Listeners, tell us. I feel like I got... Okay. So I used to have a go-to date. I got to get a new go-to date place. Yeah. But I had a go-to... All the places you've been mentioning are all closed. I know. Exactly. I got to... <laughs> are you going to go to Elena's next? Oh, my God. Yeah, give, <laughs> give it Justin's, you know, date kiss of death. Well, it's already closed. Oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> Jesus, I will have... I can't go to places I actually like. Yeah. But so I would always go to this one place where its whole shtick was you showed up and whatever they were cooking that day is what they were cooking. No menu, no nothing. Mm-hmm. You just showed up. It was BYOB. You could bring your own wine and all that mm-hmm. and so in like one week i had to go to this place like three times in one week i was a man about town wow. well you know like maybe one on a friday and then that saturday mm-hmm. and then the following friday okay. or something like that Brian had really beefed up your online dating profile i got i was out there you know <laughs> i was out there and this was a great go-to place because it made you seem spontaneous Mm-hmm. even though it was anything but because mm-hmm. you were going in it was just like here's your you know here whatever good luck i'd show up with wine and i'd show up with a uh in in honor of mr billy joel i'd show up with a bottle of red and a bottle of white i don't know that reference it's a song bottle of red oh. bottle of white <laughs> either way so that i could say hey i didn't know what you liked and you know a lot of good conversation mm-hmm. and so one time after i'd done this a few times i went to pay and went over like you went to the other side to pay and blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and the waitress goes weren't you here last weekend <laughs> I went, yes i was she went those those girls weren't this girl i went <laughs> no they were not she went i got you playing we fist bumped and i have never gotten back to feeling that cool that was that was the <laughs> coolest i've ever felt and i felt like icarus that just flied too Blue close too to, the, close sun, to the sun and, and that i'll never get there again and so <laughs> it's a I, tale so i know what this is like yeah <laughs> so i know what this is like to have if you find a good place yeah why do you need to find a bunch of different places I like this place. I like this place. It's Italian. And I love this idea that they did here too, that it was a first date after a a formal first date after a long courtship. I don't, have you ever Hmm. had that experience where you kind of danced around someone for a while and then, then you eventually got to do things in a formal way? Um... I don't know. The guy that I ended up taking to senior prom, I had like hung out with a bunch, but it wasn't really like clear what was going on. Uh-huh. Then we went to senior prom and then we made out. That was good. And then I literally never saw him again. <laughs> he went to, he was a freshman in college when I was a senior. We went to different schools and never saw each other again. So. So no, you haven't had this experience? Not really. I've had this a couple times. A girl I dated for uh, a very long time, ultimately, like four, five, six years. Mm-hmm. We were just friends in college mm-hmm. and never really had like a serious flirtation. But, you know, we're always just floating around each other. My sister at one point told her in college before we ever dated that if we got married, she would pick up the entire bar tab at the wedding. Oh. We were not dating at the time. So I don't know if there was huh. something just in the air that I didn't see or whatever. And then, you know, we kind of fiddle farted about and this and that. And then eventually did get to go out on a date. And so it was mm. it wasn't anything quite this formal as what they did, mm-hmm. you know, but I've had I've had that happen. Where'd you guys go? <sighs> I don't even remember really that like that date specifically. But I just remember that there was a moment that was like, no, this is actually a real thing is happening. Mm. You know what I, mean? I guess that's yeah. what I'm more getting at. Uh, 
I did have another one that I thought was going to come to fruition and didn't. And I had a wonderful day date plan, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I had an immaculate day date plan mm -hmm. and I'll never get to do it. Probably. I'm pretty sure I'm never going to get to do it. But let me tell you, I did plan a hell of a day date. Oh, it involved pizza early on, movie, dancing. Well, no dancing. A trip to another bar, another pizza place, a movie theater. Another pizza place. There's a lot of pizza involved in this it's one. It's a heavy choice for twice in a day. Well, this was like a full day date thing, and I knew I was going to have to scale back. But <laughs> but either way, I've gotten to do this a pizza couple times. Pizza and then jump on the trampoline. Pizza it, and then bowling. <laughs> pizza and then archery. I think we're going to go jogging next. <laughs> yeah. But either way, I liked it. In I liked that in this because it was... Uh, it, it was a cute moment that I've had something similar to where you feel uh, close to a person and yet all of a sudden you're being vulnerable in a way you haven't done before yeah. and it, it and it's awkward for you both and you just kind of got to roll with it. I liked it. I liked this scene a lot. I felt it because I've been there. Hmm. So that's, that's, uh, that's that. You know, the other thing they did in this movie again that we noticed in the first one hmm. that I liked no adults other than the dad mm -hmm. and the mom I, there might be like a coach in the background. And I think that was the same thing in the yeah. other one. There were a no a teacher who's getting annoyed when all those freaking acapella oh, yeah. people keep coming in on Valentine's day. That's so great. Have <laughs> I told you about, so Mike Donahoe that was on this mm -hmm. podcast several times, we had a high school, uh, a club in high school society mm -hmm. for Mad Lib scholars. And we did a Valentine's Mad Lib scholars. Have I not told you about this? Don't just like mumble it. Across. <clears throat> it was called the society for Mad Lib scholars. Okay. Mike was really proud of himself because the, uh, it was smiles for short. Oh, geez. Yeah. He was really proud of that. <laughs> Went on all the stationery. Uh, it became the third largest club in our school by the time we left. Wow. And all you did was get together and play Mad Libs during club days. So what we did though I is we love we wanted to put something on our uh, uh, college I don't know what the hell do you call them resumes yeah applications yeah so we needed to call it, we wanted to call it a charity so to mm -hmm. call it a charity we had to donate raise money and donate it so we did a Valentine's Day Mad Lib sale oh. where we sat for like a week we sat in the lunchroom and, and people would come up well, and we'd have them we'd have them cut and pre whatever and mm -hmm. they'd write their Mad Libs and like it'd be like a quarter to drop it off and you could buy a sucker for another 50 cents mm -hmm. or something and we'd have to go That's through we'd have to go through and screen them to make sure that they weren't like dirty or whatever yeah. uh and we, I forget how much we raised, but it, I think we raised like, like three, four, five hundred bucks. Wow. Like all I'll say is this. I remember we raised an amount of money that everyone was shocked, including us, that we were <laughs> able to get. Who'd oh, you donate it to? Uh, uh, Literacy Council, I believe. Yeah. If I remember right, some I think yeah. it was Literacy Council, Columbus Literacy Council. Huh. So, but even as we were going to fill out the paperwork with one of the teachers for like making a donation, they had some specific thing you had to go mm -hmm. through. Even he was like, "I really didn't realize that you guys were serious about this when you were, <laughs> when you were doing funny. it." I I kind of can't believe I'm filling out this paperwork uh -huh. right now. So we mm -hmm. handed out a bunch of Valentine. We were like the like the singers, not yeah. as good though. But we would run around to the different homerooms yeah. and hand out like, "Here's your sucker. Here's your Mad Lib. Here's mm -hmm. your Mad Lib." And, Somebody did, maybe a student council did where you could deliver a sucker for St. Patrick or St. Patrick's Day for Valentine's Day. Mm. And I never got one. And I always wanted. I don't one. think I ever got anything. Oh my God. The Valentine's when you were in grade school. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a story that's shaped old Justin to this day. <laughs> I still remember vividly. I could tell you the girl's name, but I'm not gonna. Okay. I don't know why. But uh, 
she she handed out blah 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 and it said like I forget what the hell it said on it something you know like one just the generic type mm-hmm. whatever but it went XOXO and then she signed it and I went to her oh hugs and kisses and she went no XOXO that's what you put on cards I went yeah XOXO means hugs and kisses and this girl ripped that card out of my hand <laughs> threw it on the desk scratched out XOXO oh, and handed no. it back and I was stunned and to this day i remember it because i'm telling you about it right now so that happened sarah i wrote a valentine's day poem when i was in grade school and my teacher didn't really like it and i was like well f you and then i read it to my dad and then he really liked it Mm -hmm. well that's best the teacher was wrong and your dad was right you want to hear it i do i have it memorized do you Yes. <clears throat> I think she didn't like it because at the end it kind of changes meter. <laughs> but How old were you when you wrote this? Um, I was in, I think, third grade. Did you, did you purposely change meter? Yeah. Was this a conscious decision uh-huh. as the author? Yeah. That <laughs> says, I was walking along on Valentine's Day, no one to give me a gift. But then you came along, you gave me a little lift. You gave me spirit, you gave me hope, you gave me a scented bar of soap. I felt so wanted, I felt so proud. I felt like I was on a cloud, being lifted higher and higher in the air, and you were there. You were there, my Valentine. Oh, I like that. Yes. I think your teacher has a bad taste. Me too. <laughs> she wasn't very nice. Maybe I wasn't like fulfilling some requirement of the poem or something. I don't know. But I like it. I like it as well. I wrote that on valentine's day and apparently i had a thing because when i was really little like i think before kindergarten or maybe in kindergarten i wrote a poem called the valentine's day parade how queer how weird the valentine's day parade how weird how queer (laughs) and that was it (laughs) how old are you like five Oh my! Uh, I have a thing for Valentine's, Valentine's Day and poems. Yes, I guess. Am I just gonna like have Brian call me one day? Like, yeah, I was unpacking at the new house, and I found a lot of notebooks with Valentine's Day poetry. <laughs> and it's not that any of it's necessarily dark. There's just a lot of it. Just inspired. <laughs> <laughs> There's yes. illustrations. I think yeah. you kind of have to turn it sideways, but I think it's there. Oh, that's fun though. Yeah. Do you ever write your, have you ever written Emma a Valentine's Day poem? No. I feel like that would be a fun mom thing to do. But getting back to poems. Oh, yes. Peter Kavinsky steals Edgar Allan Poe. He never claimed to have written it. I got to be on this guy's side here a little bit. No, he never claimed to have written it. He just gives it to her in the most, you know, I'm trying to avoid saying I plagiarized this way. He was shy. Mm-hmm. She's she's rather bookish. He's more of a jock. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's trying to step into her world. Yes. I want to be on his side here, Sarah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Can we get into, though, her friend, the woman Please. who lives in the retirement? Yeah. The we, retirement facility where she all, volunteers. Is that in like either Hollywood or Miami, Florida? I have that written down. What like kind of millionaires live there? Place. There's, My God, like, it's a humongous balcony with this 
room that she has decorated like it's 1970s Miami. All these giant ceilings. Everything yeah, has oh these God, giant they have ceilings. They like 20 foot ceilings. No one looks depressed. Yeah. Everything everybody's. is ornate. Yeah. It's called the Bellevue. And I was like, are they volunteering at Bellevue Mental Hospital? Until we got there. And I was like, oh, this is a nice place. This is fancy. Oh, my. I never even thought it picked up on that. Because it was supposed to be set. Remember how we had this whole argument in the first movie about how it's supposed to be set in Virginia? And I was like, I swear to God, it is set on the West Coast. I can tell that it's set on the West Coast. Yeah. I did some reading. Okay. The book is set in Virginia. The movie is set... In Oregon. Okay. So I wasn't wrong. Okay. Because how else do you drive to the mountains so quickly? That's a, you did raise that point the, the first one, yeah. And just all the vegetation and everything was clearly West Coast. And then this freaking place, this retirement I don't community. even think a place like this exists on the West. Jeez. I mean, this just isn't. It's like the Hearst Mansion or something. It was gorgeous. Yeah. But then they're talking about them they when they're starting to plan this dance. Like, they're all derelict. You know, like, oh, we need to give no, them a little bit of fun. They need something to look forward to. I'm like, like, they're playing fucking bocce ball and having Bloody Mary. The one lady's working on the Bloody Mary at all times. Yeah. She keeps offering to make Lara Jean a cocktail. Sounds fucking great. That looks like, I would go move into that retirement I facility know. today. Yeah. Today if that was an and option. It was, it's a humongous place. I play bingo there every day. I, oh, and her friend Stormy. Stormy, that's her name. Oh my God, how great! When she leads her around, she's been to in all a the million rooms. things. I can't think of what her name is. Uh, Holland Taylor is her name. Holland Taylor, I never would have gotten that in a million. Most years. Most people would know her, at least what I recognized her from. And I hate to say this, but uh, she was in Two and a Half Men. She was the mom in Two and a Half Men. Oh, okay. She was one of the lawyers that in hey, Legally don't go Blonde. Down on, don't go down. Don't do that either. But don't get down on Chuck Lorre. He's, you know. She was in Legally Blonde. She was like oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the professor that kind of mm, tells her like, tough, you can do it. Yeah. Apparently she was in Romancing the Stone and Jewel Ooh, of the Nile. Wow. So maybe we need to dive into Pretty this lady. Awesome. Wow, you're right. She's been in a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, but oh my God, her walking around the Bloody Marys. When she introduces <laughs> her to everybody in is, what is like the, does she call the guys gambling pussies or something like that? can't remember. She, she calls him something for not letting her play anymore. And then no. the psychic lady she makes oh, fun yeah. of. She just She's goes like, through and That bas- used to be our card room until she took over and made it into her like reading room. And I'll tell you what I loved about that character the most. I think as far as sassy best friends we've had in a film that also give the moment of truth, mm-hmm. this lady being older gave it a validity that yeah. not every character does. And she always shot straight, too. Mm-hmm. She always told her. She's, um, Laura Jean said, well, what if he doesn't love me anymore? And instead of saying, he'll love you, or it's fine, <sighs> she said, then it's going to hurt like hell. Ow. Yeah, I rewound that. Five times because wow. I couldn't like it wasn't registering what she was saying. Yeah. It, it was like that outlandish. So I had to put subtitles on. I'm like, oh, no, I was hearing her yeah. correct. Like that was just a really bold thing to say. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I backed up five times. Wow. I loved that. Mm-hmm. So, so much. Truth bombs all uh, over the place. Well, maybe because she was just drunk the whole time. <laughs> maybe. Or uh, sometimes she told her, sometimes you have to, because she said, oh, I kissed uh, the other wrong guy. guy. Yeah. And she said, sometimes you have to kiss the wrong man to know what's right. Lord knows I have. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that's be- but I mean that's beautiful, and yeah. that can't. That's the only advice that 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 advice could only be given by an older character yeah. in this role, like someone that has lived a full life but is mm-hmm. also very vibrant and still alive and sassy. Yeah. If that was given by a downtrodden character, well, no, I don't want that advice. Right. You know? Like, no, this lady's in a happy place, yeah. and ever oh, and that hurts like hell. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I think that's a great advice because it was just. No, yeah, th- this is yeah. That's just what love is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a chance it's gonna really suck. There's a chance it's gonna be good, or it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. hurt badly. There's a chance it's gonna be great. Like, go yeah. do it. Go do it. do it. That's wonderful. Gotta advice. live your life. That is such wonderful yeah. advice. So I have become obsessed. Just going off this, mm-hmm. um, I have become obsessed with a bare naked ladies song that recently came to my attention. The 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 song I'm obsessed with. It's off a newer album and. Uh, it's called Odds Are. I mm. could probably recite to you the whole song right now. The mm-hmm. day of that wedding to psych myself up and get in a good headspace. Mm-hmm. I think I told Brian this. I listened to it easily 15 times that day. Wow. And the whole song is just about, it, it kind of lists, uh, like it starts off with uh, um, talking about, you know, you could be struck by lightning. You could uh, die in a plane crash. You could get hit by a meteorite. But Odds are you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like the the odds are that we will probably be all right. Odds are we're going to be all right. And one line in it that just really for every time I hear it, I just get this big charge. It's uh, call the book, call the bookie and put a bet on not a damn thing will go wrong. And the whole mm-hmm. song's just like go, you got to go out and do it because no matter what happens, you're probably going to be okay. Right. You know, take that risk because ultimately you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. Even if it and the same thing with that's what resonated with this. It's like, only life after all. Well, no, and same thing with this. Like, no, it w- it will probably hurt, but you know what? Chances are you're probably going to be fine either way. Mm-hmm. Like ultimately, it'll be good. And that meant a lot for where I'm at in life, Sarah. I needed that. Mm. I really needed that. So if mm. anybody's having a tough time either, check check out uh check out Odds Are by the Bare Naked Ladies. I'm telling you, it's just just a wonderful song okay i know it'll get you so excited um if someone handed me that dress though Oof. i would be like what is this not my style i think she pulls it off pretty well it was I, a very 80s throwback what she, of, and she goes i guess you won't be needing this dress i'm like did they have to scratch out the part where she goes i guess you won't be needing this ugly dress this old dress i found yeah I mean, it looked, she wore it reasonably well. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was an incredibly dated. Yeah. But the kid wore a white tux. I'm a sucker for a white His tux dad's. jacket. Or a white tux jacket, though. I'm yeah. a sucker for that. Yeah. I, I, black tux is good for me. Dark navy blue. And it was blue, a shawl collar. Too. What's a shawl collar? Teach me. It didn't have the buttons. It, it The collar came down. Ooh. You know, like longer. Just look it up. Yeah. What's the deal with photos of guys in tuxes like posing, but they well they always need to be like kind of in motion. Like a lot of them are them hopping to one foot. I don't know. I just know when I'm in a tux, I purposely move very slowly to accentuate the fact that I am wearing a tux. I'll I'll have a picture of this. The tux that he's wearing is like a long. It's not double breasted, but but the shawl color like crosses over itself rather than buttoning more normally and it um then buttons down across itself closer to his waist so it's a little bit different yeah rather than buttoning yeah. rather than I the get what two you're pieces meeting yeah I and get what meeting you're closer to like the center his breastbone it's, it's, it's down lower 
It looks like it's almost off center. Like, well, it's because it's crossed. Oh, okay. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead hmm. of it's not. Yeah. A, you know what? I could probably wear that, Different. but it's not my cup of tea entirely. When it mm-hmm. comes to a tux, I wear them so infrequently. Mm-hmm. Even though I do Need all my to. own tux, I, I'd like to stay more <laughs> more traditional. Stormy, mm-hmm. even when she put that dress on, said. As she said, how do I look? Stormy mm-hmm. said, when she spins her around in the chair with her hair, she mm-hmm. said, the way you look should, should be against, the, against law. the law. Yeah. Fuck yeah, sassy side. Friend. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. And again, she carries weight because you she's lived a whole life. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is the one advantage of it being a non-peer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I guess that is she, her and the dad, her, the dad, the other mom... Or the other person that the dad's hitting on. Mm-hmm. And like what? Maybe one. The teacher. There, there might be four adults, five the adults. The woman who like runs the volunteers at the. Okay. So we're at like five yeah. tops. Five, mm-hmm. six tops. Oh, okay. Also, what's the deal with this tree house? They're just, kids are just allowed to go. Mm-hmm. It, like no one. It sounds like maybe the house was in, was not being lived in and the new owners hadn't taken possession okay. yet because if i had just bought a house and i saw kids sneaking in to <laughs> constantly the treehouse, cutting through the yard to yeah. go into the treehouse ah, that those i'm kids planning that, on tearing down just those kids nah just let them go up there let them have yeah. their fun did you ever do they did a time capsule and they all opened mm-hmm. it and whatnot did you ever do a time capsule yeah but we've never opened it oh do you, you like your family did it or no it's school so i wonder what you do with that <laughs> kind of wait i guess yeah i don't think we ever did one that i can think of in really? school and mm-hmm. i don't think i ever did one personally i i'm such a pack rat i just need to open my closet and it's like mm-hmm. oh here's the thing i haven't looked at in 10 years you yeah. know but they all put difference the, the one girl put 20 bucks in there and they got into an argue <laughs> argument about inflation <laughs> uh and then the other girl, what did she put in that Lara Jean, they each put in a bracelet and she hid her bracelet. bracelet. Yeah. And they had that wonderful moment of coming together like, oh, my parents are getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that's why it's the second movie. Nothing was really resolved from that. Some things were explained, yeah. but it still didn't Oh, you think resolve. that's coming back? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's fully like he's like, break my heart. It's not like everything's worked out now. It's like things could still be rocky, but I'm here for it, kind of, you know? Yeah. I don't know if the resolution was really complete. So you moving do see in the this right as direction. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I'm more two towers. That helps me. Okay. You know? The journey isn't all the way over. Yeah. There's more to come. Well, is there ever a relationship in which you promise to each other we won't break each other? Like, the minute you say that, I feel like you're putting <laughs> some bad juju over your heads. Yeah. You know? Like, there's just certain things. It's like, that's wonderful to think it. I don't know that I could say it out loud because it just feels like you're cursing things. And don't break <laughs> my heart really feels like one of them. Yeah. Really very much feels like one of them. Does anyone say that after they're, I don't know, over 17 or 18 or me? I mean, are that, I think those are the only times people say that. Just you. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't think about it all that much. Lucky, sir. You don't need to think about that. But I never really did. It was kind of like, yeah, it'll happen or it won't. Mm. You got a level head on your shoulders. I wish I did. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, this guy's eating an ice cream sandwich at one point in this movie. Mm-hmm. And this may shock you. I have a very strong opinion on ice cream sandwiches. I'm not a big fan. 
pardon. They they get too mushy. Huh. There's not enough texture. Yeah, you and I are gonna differ real big Maybe, on this then. Like I'm a Klondike fan. Or a dilly bar. I don't dislike a Klondike. Or a vanilla cone dipped in chocolate. Ooh, Kroger has this private select ice cream. So a couple weeks ago, I uh, was feeling really down. So I went and bought five half gallons of ice cream and Mm -hmm. just treated myself. And one of them I got was the Kroger private select uh, semi-sweet chip. Tastes Mm. exactly like a dilly bar. It has like huh. thin uh, semi-sweet chocolate all throughout Ooh. it. D- dead on dilly bar. Try okay. it. If you like a dilly bar. Yeah, I need that texture. It's it's dead on dilly bar to me. Because it's huh. like, again, it's not chipped. It's like the, the and then slivers. those stupid things. And then it sticks to your fingers. So you get the edge of the ice cream sandwich to come off onto Man, your fingertips. you're naming a thing I like. I love, I love an ice cream sandwich. Huh. But only those cheap ones. Huh. If you if we went to a place like Jenny's, you will never ever see me get the fancy full cookie. I've never gotten one of those, but I kind of want to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because to me that's not an ice cream sandwich. That's too much. Hmm. I like the cheap, traditional, the spongy black, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like devil's food cakey type thing, yeah. and just the vanilla. I don't even like when you get fancy and it's Neapolitan. Chocolate is right out. Chocolate on an ice cream oh, sandwich yeah. is not an ice cream hmm. sandwich. That's sacrilege. I haven't had one in years and I years and years. I, it's one of those things I don't buy because i it's like oreos if i buy a pack of oreos they Mm. are gone if they're not gone in two days i've done good it's Mm. usually a day and a half or so the oreos are gone same thing i buy a pack of ice cream sandwiches boom gone can't Mm. stop myself can't stop myself i'm very particular so if something isn't exactly the way i want it oh really it'll just stay in the fridge forever or you know whatever like like milk chocolate i will not eat the milk chocolate I have no, even the Esther Price, I won't eat it. You're a nut. I have no interest in it. Can't do it. You're a, you're a nut. I mean, I, I'm, I am very much the opposite in that if it's in front of me, I will eat it. And if I'm running low on things rather than go to the store, I will eat things I dislike just to get full. Hmm. Or if it's, oh, the other thing, if there's leftovers in the fridge, mm-hmm. again, even if I don't like them, mm-hmm. I will eat them before I let them go bad. Hmm. Like if there's, fish in the fridge and i'm the only one in town i'm eating a fish really i hate fish other thing we do get to see the dad and the boyfriend interact in this movie when they do fakes giving that's true and (laughs) you may not know this about me but every girl i've ever dated does my favorite meal of the year is thanksgiving Hmm. if i could eat it all day Every, Every day. day. No, I, so m- my mom, when she goes out of town for the holidays, mm-hmm. she makes me a whole Thanksgiving meal because she knows that's my favorite wow. thing and makes a big one. And that is what I eat for probably five days straight. Jeez. And I would, I would gladly eat it. How do you more. make breakfast Thanksgiving leftovers? I don't eat breakfast. I drink coffee. Oh. I pretty much eat, I eat one meal a day. sandwiches? Well, I oh. eat one meal a day, basically. Okay. I eat dinner. Um, but then I, mm-hmm. I, I'll go in and I'll pull off a strip of turkey as I'm running, you yeah. know, somewhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing, because I usually end up going to whoever I'm dating at the time, I go to their family for, for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I say to them, I understand the meal you're having. I respect everything on it. But I will be bringing brand cranberries. Can't. Can can cranberry brand <laughs> brandleberry cran can cranberries. I'm bringing a can of cranberries with the jelly. A it cran, has to be the a jelly cran of canberries. Yes, it, it mm. has to be the jelly. Yeah. The jelly's so good. It's, a, it's the best. But to me, it's a complete. It's the, the the last Thanksgiving, someone's talking to me, and I they like said, "I like the ridges. I love the ridges too. Mm-hmm. Do you have a okay? 
how do you cut into, into it? Into circles. But I mean, but I'm like, I get very stressed out about if I get the portioning off, like the little chunk before it hits the ridges that where it's like an inch that you can do anything you want. That gives me a lot of anxiety. Once I'm to the ridges, I can cut on the ridges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. There's just something in me that that first and last inch where it's like the smoothness of the can yeah. before the ridges, it gives me a lot of anxiety. Mm. It, it, but I was talking to someone this Thanksgiving and they were going, oh no, I make the most delicious cranberries I put in, you know, orange peels and this. And I was like, mm-hmm. that sounds so delicious. It's, it, it, your meal sounds like one of the most mm-hmm. delicious Thanksgiving. I would and love to it. be there eating it with you. But, but you, I want my but, what, grand cranberries. But what you're describing is a different a different uh, dish to me. Yeah. Actually prepared cranberries. It's its own thing. Yeah, I know. The 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 brand cranberries mm-hmm. the cranberries Cran- canberries the canberry the canberries mm-hmm. canberries are its own thing yeah and I learned one time that you could turn it into a delicious sandwich accoutrement <laughs> you can make cranberry mayonnaise did you know that well I assume you would but I've never made it it's delicious I yeah. was I was at uh, the president's house at UD one time for tour guiding. And the the chef was there, the the like university chef, mm-hmm. and I was making turkey. Ah, oh, it's my favorite meal. Blah, blah, blah. You have to try my cranberry mayonnaise, and it was like a lightning bolt hit me in did the head. Did it have pieces of cranberry in it? Oh, it did. Oh, so oh, it's different God. than the one you've made. Yeah, though? because I can't judge it up quite that much. But mm. so I'll just take like the can of cranberries, mm-hmm. the cran, the canberries, the can of canberries, and I'll slice it. And I'll like dice it up and then I'll put some mayonnaise and I'll kind of like whisk it. Mm-hmm. You put that on a piece of bread, toast it a little bit, crush up some walnuts on mm. it, piece of gouda or something over it, turkey sandwich on top. Oh mm. my God. What kind Sarah. of bread? I am a wheat guy. I like a honey Just wheat a or a whole wheat. Yeah. Um, I don't get too into your uh, mm. your non-traditional breads with my sandwiches. Not saying I don't enjoy them, but it's a lot more than you know that i'm willing to I just, go through you want to make sure you have a strong enough bread mm. for all that stuff i did once uh years ago get a, a ciabatta ciabatta cool mm-hmm. i almost said ciabatta uh, <laughs> a ciabatta bread uh and i liked it i just i'm more of a sandwich purist i like cold cuts better than hot sandwiches too hmm. so anyway we're gonna do fake giving and i come Yes. Thank God, because if you said no, mm-hmm. guess who was showing up <laughs> with his cran- with his canberries? Yes, Emma's bringing her friend, and then they're going to have a sleepover. Oh, that'll be fun. The new house. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be so much fun. And use the new stove that you're hopefully going to help me put in. The hope- success- hopefully successfully <laughs> it's, put it's in. It's living in Reynoldsburg right now. Oh, that's a decent place to live, I guess, yeah, as far. instead of California or... West Virginia. The, the other, other places choices. that sto- the other places that stoves are known to live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh, you know, it's like they say stoves in California are like old people in Florida. They just go <laughs> They're together. Everywhere. Yeah, they just go together. <laughs> but yes, we're gonna do that and our family is big fans of canned green beans, actually. So that didn't feel like such a oh, yeah. slap in the face. And they were making faces. Like yeah. I'm pretty I love sure canned, canned green, green beans. beans are good. Yeah. Like they're it's what Emma prefer, Emma and Jean both prefer those to yeah. fresh ones. Well, don't get me wrong. I like the snap of a fresh green bean, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. yeah, like get over, come on, movie, get over yourself. I do love parent food stories though. Yeah. Have I ever told you the one about my dad? No, my mom? I don't know. Oh, you're going to love this one. So 
uh, years ago, I guess. This is a story that I, one of the few stories I know about my parents dating, and it always makes me smile. I guess my dad, one of the first times he met my grandparents, they were having a cookout at their house. Your mom's parents? Correct. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, my mom's parents. Um, He was meeting them one of the first times, maybe the first time, who knows. Uh, And and he showed up and he was a little bit late and he comes up with a bag of corn. They were having a cookout. He said he'd bring the corn. A bag of corn? Let me get there. He shows up with a bag of corn, like, oh, you know, here, I got some corn, you know, here's Sorry, I'm late, blah, blah, blah. They go and they, my grandma cooks the corn, like ears of corn, you okay. know, like an ear of corn, uh, take the husks off and all that stuff and cooks it and they're biting into it and it's a really oh, no. tough corn. It's a deer feed. So my dad finally, I guess, owned up. I don't know if it's just to my mom or to them or what. I assume they found out late. I, he may have just told the whole table that, yeah, I was, I was running really late and I didn't have time to stop at a store. Gas station. No. What? He pulled over and walked into a field of corn, no. dead serious, oh, God. and started pulling. Hey, I, I don't think you ever, you, you probably never met my dad, or if you did, it was in passing. This story fits. And not only that, but that's like, here, I'm just handing you a bag of work to do. Like, husk all of this well, and then cook it. That's less okay. the important part of this story. The fact that he got cow corn he went out and got feed corn and didn't know it he just pulled over Mm. by a field walked in got corn because he was running late i'm like if that's not a wonderful food (laughs) the parent dating food story like that's a good one because the point of this this uh, fakes giving was that uh they had a fakes giving him and their their yeah because they said that the two best holidays are so close together you don't really get to you know, really enjoy. Yeah. So it's good to have one in the middle of when nothing's happening, which is totally true. Yes. I have a friend who grew up in Cincinnati and doesn't really know anything about, especially in Michigan at gas stations, there is all kinds of deer feed, you know, in between. Oh, so that's why you asked if it was a gas station. Yeah. Because like, they'll just have like beets or, big bags of carrots sit like five and 10 pound bags, big bags of carrots sitting out in like between the um, nozzles of the, you know, the gas pumps corrals or whatever they are. Gas corrals. (laughs) Wonderful. It's a gas corral now. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And, um, and he came up to visit us and my friend, Emily, she likes vegetables. She's kind of a vegetarian, but still eats meat. But I don't know. He had it in his head that she was into vegetables. And we got in this car and he said, I have this big bag. I got this at the gas station for like $5. Look at all these carrots, Emily. I knew you'd like carrots. (laughs) She's like, that is deer feed from the gas station. <laughs> Why did you give me deer feed? He's like, what are you talking about? Could, like he'd never seen it before. But couldn't she eat the carrots? Oh, like a carrot's, no. But a carrot's a carrot, right? These are like huge. Like they're like three and four inches around carrots. They're big. Like, and they're cut into pieces like 
like three inches wide and they're they're for deer they're I mean, really really tough well i mean okay that's what i'm saying because i it's know like, like cow corn. corn is really tough okay yeah, like you I, don't want to eat it it's really grainy so what did you do with all of it i don't know what did you emily did, did emily who loves vegetables like, eat it thank you Aww. for the deer he, feed we never let him live that down did he like emily that likes vegetables oh yeah Aww. for sure everyone had a crush on emily at one point really mm-hmm. would i have had a crush on emily maybe Probably. she's lovable well, you know, I probably would have bought her corn. You could have. If only you would have Feed been corn. in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to bring to Thanksgiving then as your uh, what will the side? Ho- what will the hosts be handling? Because I don't want to do a lot. The turkey. Okay. And probably the mashed potatoes okay. and the stuffing. Okay. Well, obviously I'm going to bring... Cranberries. Cranberries. Yes. Cranned berries. Cranned berries. Yes. I'll be bringing those. Uh, It's important. Man, I feel like most people go heavy on dessert when they come to one of these things like this. Mm. And you end up with like three or four... like pecan pies and and it's like too and it's like too too many sweets um maybe a roll or something maybe i'll get a dinner maybe i'll bring some dinner rolls dinner rolls are a good and that's often overlooked you know you know who makes a good dinner roll i still stand by it i think bob evans makes a fine dinner roll i think they do i think they do all right so definitely at least that but i will be asking the hostess what what they the need with the mostest and all um i like a good salad actually um Oh, I would like, not be good at bringing a salad. A good greens, like dark greens salad. It's nice with all that heaviness. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian's aunt um, makes these um, vegetables that she roasts. And that's the first time I had Brussels sprouts. And I was like, oh my God, these are amazing. Brussels sprouts and carrots and um, something else that she roasts them and puts this like seasoning on them and they are baller and she leaves the tops on oh so yeah they look all like artisanal and heritage yeah mm. and i didn't know i was a big brussels sprout but yeah same thing yeah like the last it's couple good. years i've had those yeah well I'll, I'll bring whatever you guys want as long as i'm allowed to show up and that i can gorge myself can. to a degree that i'll be uncomfortable okay we did one time years ago uh, when I was dating Katie, we did a Christmas in July and we actually had like a full on present exchange and a guy oh, dressed wow. up as Santa and, it, and the Olympics were going on. So somehow we tied that all in. Like <laughs> I forget how. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of fun because it was Aww. it was exactly like, oh, yeah, we everything is so tight yeah. at that time of year. June started watching The Grinch yesterday and I was like, oh, Christmas. <laughs> like. Maybe we should do a Christmas <laughs> in July with the Olympics this year. That'd that could be fun. Be fun. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun. Well, it. I'm literally telling you it is fun because I've done it. Yeah. I would like to relive it. I could find a Santa suit, I bet. That time, that time of year, I bet they're on discount somewhere. Yeah. It'd be a good investment. Mm-hmm. There's a year-round Halloween store next to the Panera. I think... Oh, yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. I think Joe might have one. I feel like of all the people we know that would have a Santa outfit, it would be Joe. Probably. We've talked about this movie. We both seem to enjoy it for what it was. But yeah. was it a romantic comedy? Hmm, good question. Uh, there was no meet cute. Yeah, cause it, but, but this is a rom-com sequel. So yeah. it kind of... How could it have one? I don't know. I mean, we did have a meet cute-ish with our antagonist, the other love interest, where he shows up. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That is a very good reveal. 
where he comes in when they're volunteering. Mm-hmm. That was a cute John one. Andrews. He plays that cool as hell too. Like, I don't yeah. think he ever makes her feel, he seems pretty upfront with what he thinks of everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember that about like the love letter response he had is it, it wasn't one that would have made her feel like silly. Mm-hmm. It answered any like aired, like his questions and all that, yeah. but it wasn't. Apparently he's a great cast because people were freaking out online like, oh my God, I can't believe they cast Jordan. He's amazing. Oh, okay. He's from, he did um, the live production of Grease. He's on a show called Live and Maddie that Emma watches. He's very much from the Disney. He and Vanessa Hudgens have done a lot. Like he's, he's in that world. And it, he was apparently the only person who could rival Noah Centineo huh. for their the hearts and minds of this generation. I feel like that's a very powerful name to John Ambrose. Yeah. Like Ambrose just feels, I don't know why. Well, she made it his middle name. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, it is his middle name, but she made it his his name because she was Laura Jean and he was John Ambrose. I love, that was a really cute moment. I I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, and when they talked about uh, Halloween, and she was she was dressed as a peanut butter and jelly no she was wearing a beret she was french toast French toast. Mm -hmm. that's right and everybody else went like cutesy and normal yeah that's stupid and he showed up as well okay so we're i'm gonna call that our that's our meet cute i guess we'll call that the meet cute i like that okay so we have a meet cute the reason they can't be together well it depends on who we're talking about yeah she and Peter are having issues because of his ex Jen and her, and Laura Jean's feelings of inadequacy and lack of experience. She and John Ambrose can't be together because she's with Peter, and John Ambrose lives somewhere I don't know where. The letter you can see it in an online picture that she mailed to him says California, so. Where is he? Why is he in the next town over or something? Yeah, there's some proximity questions in yeah. this that they play a bit fast and loose I get, with. I guess it's probably explained in uh, the book, but... Maybe he, like, came back for a little bit? Yeah. Like, for a... Well, this takes place over a while, doesn't it? Yeah. So, like the second semester of Yeah, maybe school. maybe they don't tell us he came back to, like, I don't know, care for a relative or something? I don't know. I don't know. We'll go with that. I don't know. Uh, the soundtrack. I'm looking Some at it. Some fun songs. Billy, they cover Billy Eilish. They, it's a lot of the songs are from the acapella group, covering Billy Eilish, covering. And I'm going to be honest. I bet a lot of these songs may be relevant to someone who isn't me. Name some. I can't believe CYN, Age of Consent, Katana, About Love, hmm. Marina Lima, hmm. yeah. Crashing, Bahari, Lenium, yeah. Moral of the Story, Ashe. Oh my. Something like this, Gordy, Better hmm. By Myself, Hey Violet. Sarah, this soundtrack's for someone and it's not people in their 30s. That's it was a true. lovely soundtrack. It was. The music was integral to it. I like when it. she sings, she mouths the words as she's like kind of floating down the hall after her breakup with Peter because she's having such a hard time with the breakup. That was a good scene. Yeah. The cinematographer for the last movie is now the director of this movie. Oh, okay. I noticed it wasn't mm. the same director. Mm-hmm. It felt, it, but it felt... Consistent. Yeah, exactly. Because of the cinematography. Ooh, <laughs> wonderful. Is there a montage? There has to be. And I 
keep not writing down the montages. I can't think of it. I, I there's don't know. this is a moment that I'm I'm assuming there was one. I gotta start writing down the montages. We don't know. All Someone right. tell us. Oh, yeah. Um, sassy side friend Stormy. Stormy also, Abby to some extent. <laughs> they really backed off her sister in this one, though. Kitty, the, yeah, yeah, she wasn't in it really all that much. She's, I guess, getting older and leading her own life. Maybe, but that made me sad because I really liked her in the <laughs> first one. But maybe she'll come back strong in the third. Yeah, uh, they don't have jobs. They're high school students. Volunteers, though. Volunteers. That volunteer job is an important yeah. part. But yeah. yeah, you're right. It's not. You know, architect. The location, as I was correct, is on the West Coast in <laughs> Oregon. Although it was clearly not filmed in Oregon. It was filmed in California. Anyway, levity slash joie de vivre. Yeah, there's a lot of levity. I mean, the cheese wheel for bingo was pretty funny. Yeah, but in general, this is much you more emotional. More okay. Not necessarily heavy, but just it's like it's a teen. There's a lot of emotion and a lot of her, you know, internal panicking and worrying. Burgeoning emotions. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think they tried keeping it at least somewhat light. Yeah. But it is when you're dealing with someone that for the first time is experiencing love or heartbreak Mm -hmm. or... uh, uh, or jealousy a two, or a love triangle oh my god i've never been in one of those and i don't know that i could handle it yeah i mean i'm sorry i've probably been in it where there's another guy i'm positive i've been in one of those without knowing it uh but without knowing it well like if a girl is choosing between me and another guy and then she no, I'm, I'm, po- oh, I'm positive in college or something yes yes mm-hmm. I, well actually i do yes but I don't think I've ever been in a situation where there's two women vying for my attention. Mm. I don't think I would be able to handle that. Yeah. I'd panic and end up with nothing. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay. I don't need that. <laughs> That's more stress than I could handle. <laughs> I don't want that. It's not your bag. It's just not, you know, and it, it, it won't happen and I don't need to worry about it. You know, that's okay. True. Know yourself. We've got a lot of slow-mo in this movie. A lot of panning and... You know, slow mo with music kind of stuff. Gold panning, yes. Panning. Uh, there are two secondary love stories, as we said. Yeah. I'm excited to see now that we're paying attention to that. Yeah. If most movies do end up having that. Yeah. I don't think there are any cameos. No, not that I know I of. Think and it would have been weird in a movie like this. Yeah, this is one of those cast. movies. Yeah. Um, precocious child would be Kitty, Kitty, but she's just not really in it. Yeah, she's in I mean, the tiny bit she's in it. You know, yeah. They're good. Um, Sassy side friend Stormy, we already talked about who gives the moments of truth moment that are wonderful, truth, yeah. which I think really is just... Real world advice. Yeah, too. I think which is really just love is messy. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Like, the it's going to happen. Just deal with it. Would you... I mean, mm-hmm. is that kind of what you took from it's, it? As I keep falling back on, it's the... It's the... Uh, that is his name... Samuel Beckett? But I'd have had to miss the oh, dance. Our lives are better left to chance. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic. You could have missed the pain, but you'd have had to miss the dance. Yeah, yeah. So live it up and drink your Bloody Mary. Yeah. Nods <laughs> are you're going to be fine. Beat all the boys. Beat all, beat all the boys you PS'd before. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um and then, what is the subgenre? It's a teen. Yeah, oh yeah. Rom com. Absolutely. I mean, all the come on, all the, all the subject matters they deal with. It's not like mm-hmm. careers changing and this and that. It's 
I think I love you. Or no, I, I've only known you a tiny bit, but I think I love Let's you. Let's not or break each other's hearts. We're doing yeah, it. The, oh no. Somehow I always knew this Feelings. was Feelings. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, the length of the movie, this one's actually longer than the first one. It is? Yeah. Oh wow. How long was this one? I don't know. What I do know is that it was longer. So the first one came in at a whopping hour and 39. So that's right in that sweet spot. Mm-hmm, yeah. This second one, hour 42? I mean, three oh. minutes. That, oh, that's, that's silly. That's right in our rom-com sweet spot, though. Thanks a lot, IMDb. Like hour, I think we were saying right around hour, I think. Yeah, 40. I need to rerun more numbers since we've done, but yeah, around 140-ish was mm-hmm. like our, our sweet spot. Mm-hmm. So I think this movie the first movie was a rom-com. Okay. I think this movie is more of a bildungsroman. Oh. It's a self-discovery. It's a journey of self-discovery, not as much about the relationship and it's not such an equal thing. It's, well, I mean, it is very, both movies are very female-driven, obviously, and female-centered. Mm. But I think the best rom-coms have a fairly even split between male and female like like how to lose a guy mm. in 10 days <clears throat> or um you've got male things like that where you get both perspectives yeah you see them working towards and away from each other depending on where yeah. you are in the plot whereas this is so heavily a female driven well, or even rom-com or even just that the other character has a story going on that you know about, even if you don't see it, like 13 going on 30, we know Mark Ruffalo is having all these issues with yeah. a girlfriend and this and that. When we know that's mm-hmm. happening, we don't see, you're right. His story is really just like, oh, he might be talking to that cheerleader. Yeah. End of story. Shit, you, might, you might have, you might've just changed things for me. Oh. I, think, I think you're, I think you might be right. Oh my God. That it's God. more that, but it has a lot of these romantic comedy elements. So yeah. Sarah, an it's alien comes down. An alien comes down and goes, beep boop. Beep boop. Beep, one to 10. <laughs> I would call it a romance more than a rom-com. I didn't find myself laughing a lot in the times yeah. I did were like the, the people singing for Valentine's day. Cause mm. it reminded me of, I was more laughing at my own memories. Yeah. Than, and it was enjoyable, but I don't think it was a lot of comedy in and of itself. Yeah. So I would say it's more of a teen romance. So, what would so you, I would give it like a five and a half or a six. I, I'd agree with you. I would also go six. It's okay. it's definitely in that romance area. It hits a lot of the tropes, but the story in the end, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's less about the relationship and more about her kind of growing yeah. in a way that then serves the relationship, I guess. Yeah. But it's not the relationship itself. It's gaining experience. Yeah. Self-knowledge. So we have one more of these to come then at some yeah. point. Like yes. I'm excited. Our <laughs> first trilogy. Mm. Oh man, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Hopefully I still have some awkward high school stories to tell. I'm sure you will. I do. <laughs> I have lots of Oh, I do too. I have one involving playing the trumpet for a guy. <laughs> oh. In my basement. <laughs> I I wasn't ready for that series of words <laughs> to be strung together into such a lovely sentence. Oh my God. Oh, each, each vowel just danced on my eardrums. 
I'm so excited for that story. It's a good way to end. Because I, I can't top that. I can't. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right, Sarah. If someone wanted to look at us on Instagram and look at a picture of that tuxedo that you're going to put up. You'd have to wait till after Easter or... If I make my husband put them up. Make your husband put them up. On <laughs> make him put this, this romcomcom, D-O-T-com, or Facebook, romcomcom.com. Or you could email us off the website or just, what is it, romcomcom? It's romcomcom, D-O-T-com, at gmail.com. Yeah, we've, we've sent Cynthia other email. We couldn't figure it's, it out. We just gave up. sent to hell. Yeah, we just forgot. It's so gone. Just send we it to the paying Gmail for it. one. Yeah, <laughs> send it to the Gmail one. Uh, and also, if you like our intro and outro theme, check out This Is My Suitcase and their album, The Keys to Cat Heaven, with our intro and outro song, Love. Love. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. Uh, Sarah, I had fun, and we didn't talk too much about awkward high school things this time. No. So we're going to double down on the third one, it sounds like, with Can't the bas- wait. basement trumpet. <laughs> basement trumpet. Oh, I had fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Canned brand berries? Brand canned berries.